Welcome back to Building the Bakken. I'm your host, Jason Spies. In our next segment, Bakken Aviation, we talk with Vern Witten of Witten Aerial Photography, Richard Ziskin of Solaris Complete Aviation, and Gary Black of Cirrus Aircraft. joined with Vern Witten of Vern Witten Photography, but in addition to be a photographer, he's a pilot who is quite familiar with flying around North Dakota, and uh, we bring Vern into the program. How are you doing, Vern? Excellent. Thanks for the invite. Oh, I'm glad you could come by. Now, did you drive out to the studio, or did you uh, fly out here today? Well, it would probably take us a little longer to fly out <laughs> here because we got to get transportation to both airports, but uh, we have flown in out of Castleton an awful lot. Now, let's talk about uh, your, your background a little bit here. Now, uh, it's interesting that you're a photographer and a pilot. It doesn't seem like uh, those two would go hand in hand until you actually stop and think. And then you think, what a wonderful way to incorporate a hobby into a profession or vice versa. Talk to me about your background. Well, actually, your point is right on the money because I learned to fly back at UND back in 1970. And then I bought an airplane, and of course, one way to hopefully justify an airplane is to take some pictures. So we started doing that. That's been probably, gosh, I hate to think about how long ago it was, uh, but anyway, a long, long time ago. And then um, I was a stockbroker here in Fargo for probably 35 years and still maintained my flying uh, once in a while and still did some photography, but mainly got way back into the photography here about, oh, six, eight years ago, and I've been doing it for about the past four or five years, and we really love it. And how long were you flying as far as uh, years? Well, I was a, I've was been a private pilot since 19, uh, 1970. Okay, so you, you do have quite a few decades under your belt as a pilot. And was your piloting primarily in the state of North Dakota, or did you come from, say, Oklahoma or Ohio? Or No. You, you mentioned I, UND, so I assume North Dakota. That's correct. And, and yes, it's been mostly in North Dakota. And, and, and in the last number of years, as we do more and more photography, I've been doing less and less actual flying. It's a better idea, at least I think so, especially in congested areas. we got two people in the plane, one flying the plane and one taking the pictures, and we both do a better job that way. Talk to me about your... Uh, observations as a pilot and a photographer from a from an eagle eye, an aerial eye, what's going on in western North Dakota? Well, I think we've had the best seat in the house. To, to be able to fly over western North Dakota is just really a privilege. And we see so much different terrain. You've got the pothole country up around Kenmare. You've got the badlands. You've got the farmlands around Dickinson. You've got the lake environment. It's all just gorgeous. And, yes, it has changing uh, but you wonder, well, has it changed more than other things has changed? Has it changed more than agriculture has changed it? Or other types of energy development, whether it's coal or, or uh, hydroelectric power or wind power? Um, I don't know. Uh, one other thing that we've noticed is, for instance, last month, I came in over with Tioga from the north. And back in the 80s, this was a very active area for drilling oil. And that, at that point, they did you know, virtually all vertical drilling. And it's like, a, it's like a honeycomb of oil wells. You can go on the state website and see where those old wells are. It's just like a honeycomb. They're everywhere. And now they have sites that are spaced out. Yes, they're out there, but they're spaced out on section lines. And on each particular well pad, they can drill four or more different wells down two miles and over two miles, cover a huge area. So your footprint's much less. So And yes, there's some issues out there. There's no question there's housing problems and there's problems with roads and there's problems with you know many other things, I'm sure, too. But one thing I've observed just from an airplane is, first of all, there's an awful lot of people working out there. 
uh, the housing going up in towns like, you know, Minot, Tioga, Williston, Watford cities like Boomtown, USA, at least from an airplane, look really nice. So it's, it's, it's coming. Maybe, you know, maybe it wouldn't even hurt it to slow down just a hair because we don't go quite so fast. But yes, there's problems. But, you know, I also ran into a lady, for instance, in Dickinson a few months ago that I was out there talking to them in an oil company. She said, you know, I grew up nearby here. She said, because of the oil boom, she says, I got a nice job. I don't have to go to out of state. So there's a lot of, you know, there's, there's some negatives, but there's also some positives. And Sounds I, like life. Absolutely. You got it right <laughs> on the head. And, and, you know, I think a lot of times, one of the things I enjoy doing, put out a slideshow each time we're out west, kind of showing some of the photographs that are, that are things that are happening. And I think it's important to show people um, <clears throat> what's taking place out there uh, so they can judge for themselves. Uh, I think the oil companies are often the bad guys, and they need to be a little bit more positive. And that was Vern Witten of Witten Aerial Photography. Next, Richard Ziskin of Solaris Complete Aviation. Uh, Richard Ziskin, and I'm the uh, Vice President for uh, Business Development for Solaris Aviation. Solaris Aviation, uh, just tell me about your company. Uh, a little bit about the company. Solaris Aviation is a, uh, we're a business jet company operating under a uh, 135 certificate. Um, what we do is we operate business jets anywhere in the country. Um, we uh, we do charter, we do fractional ownership, we manage aircraft, um, we do full uh, turnkey operations, and we do shuttle operations. And now you do the flying or you do the selling of the planes? Uh, we, we actually do the whole operation. Oh, okay. So we, we supply the pilots, the maintenance, the uh, the facilities for the airplanes, everything, turnkey, full okay. turnkey. Um, and where, where are you out of? Uh, our our headquarters is in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and we currently have a base in Houston. Uh, and we're positioned because of uh, the roots of our company. Uh, we started as a pretty much a corporate business jet company, business jet company operating for an energy company. So we operated in the energy business. Our roots are in the energy business. We know how to handle the energy mm -hmm. business. We know their needs, their demands. We know the service level they require. And we also know the safety. Do you have a North Dakota office? Uh, not yet, not okay. at this moment. We're here in North Dakota, and we're looking at some customers here. Uh, and eventually, we'll put up an office here in North Dakota. Uh, talk to me about the aviation industry itself. Uh, we do quite a few features on aviation here on Building the Bakken. Uh, and our contention is that uh, they've really been able to help each other out immensely to where the Bakken has changed the aviation industry and quite honestly the aviation has changed the Bakken industry, uh, which is the oil and gas. Uh, and what we mean is the amount of time that's saved. Uh, I just wanted to get your thoughts on the change of the aviation industry and how that relates to uh, oil and gas. Well, here, here's a perfect example. Um, basically, in the, um, the energy businesses, it's all about time and efficiency. Um, the customer needs to move around and needs to move around at a fluid pace in order to keep up with his business. Um, the scheduled airlines that operate here, I'll give you an example. If you were to go from Houston or Tulsa or Oklahoma City to come up here to the Bakken's area, uh, it would take you over nine hours to 11 hours to get here. If you use a business jet, it's going to take you about roughly two hours to an hour and a half to come here. So the business traveler coming up to this area is going to use 
business aviation to come here because time is of the essence, mm -hmm. flexibility is of the essence. If you're an energy, in the words of an energy customer that we have is I can go and have four meetings in a day and be home that night in my office. Watch the kids play ball. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, and plus you take a, 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 an executive or a mid-level energy professional or even someone that's going out into the field, they need to get there. Mm -hmm. and, and they can't worry about missing their connection, a weather delay on the connecting city, and the dead time during the day that they're just not working. Um, so what happens is aviation becomes a critical tool to facilitate the energy business. Mm -hmm. No different than transporting your energy in a pipeline or a truck or on rail. This is just as important. I, I look at the aviation industry is going through a transition like the automobile industry did after the Model T. The Model T came out, only the wealthy could afford it. Now that we've made some innovations in the Model T, now the middle class and upper middle class can afford it. Is that what's going on in the aviation industry? You're absolutely correct. What's driving that force right now is there's newer fleet types of aircraft coming to the market which the costs make it better for a someone to own an airplane. I know a 28-year-old guy, and I don't want to say kid because right. he owns two airplanes. Right. He's a 28-year-old man, he owns two airplanes. Yeah, and you can <laughs> do that today. It's, it's right. affordable. You can buy, uh, an example, we operate an Embraer Phenom 100 aircraft. Could see four or five people. You can get into the airplane for under $4 million. You can buy a fraction in that airplane for really a low, low, deal depending on how much usage you want of that airplane. And that was Richard Ziskin, Solaris Complete Aviation. Next, Gary Black of Cirrus Aircrafts. Gary Black, Cirrus Aircraft, Duluth, Minnesota. What are your observations over the past several years in the Bakken? Is it, uh, is it getting better? Is it getting worse? Is it uh, traffic? You don't deal with traffic, so well, uh, just, just your observation, <laughs> maybe from an eagle eye. Uh, absolutely. Uh, I've been uh, representing uh, North Dakota. I represent eight states and two provinces out of uh, Duluth. And North Dakota, 10 years ago, I could uh, fly in the, the Williston, walk over to a hotel without a reservation, walk right in and get in. And about five years ago, I was flying over and I was going, what are all these uh, oil pads going in? And why is there so much uh, traffic on the roads? I landed there, and the, the ramp was filled up with what I call turbine equipment, turboproper jets. Something's going on. Went to one of the Bakken shows, and holy smokes, it's booming here. But literally, I was behind 30 tanker trucks or pipe trucks or whatever in this rental car and going, this is insane. And so that's why I've started coming to these uh, shows, because many of the business folks are out coming from Fargo, Kansas City, Denver, and the places you want to go into, Watford City, Tioga, Stanley, the airlines can't get into. And the next day airline trip, let's say you need to get an engineer out there to replace a valve, something's going wrong. You're spending 40,000 a day to drill this hole. FedEx isn't quick enough. The airlines aren't quick enough. You put that person in an airplane, he's there in under two hours. Right. And that was Gary Black of Cirrus Aircrafts. To listen to the entire feature on Bakken Aviation, visit our website at buildingthebakken.com. Every time I close my eyes, I seem to see Louisiana. I can hear them folks down there singing in that free and easy manner. 